so we're just doing our part here in Colorado to spread the message and help create the paradigm shift in this industry that hunters aren't fat, slob, out of shape, quad riding rifle shooters that just are looking for big antlers and nothing else. It makes working out a lot more fun when you get to do a workout and know that you get to pick up your bow and shoot. You know, you could be working out and you're like, I don't feel like doing this run or I don't feel like picking this up. Why am I doing this? But then when you know that, you finish this, you get to come inside and take a few shots and then go right back, back at it. It totally changes the workout. For half an hour, your body is essentially like in a shock state. You now need to be able to shut everything down and make an extremely stable well-placed, accurate shot. Not everyone uh, has a gym handy where they live or, or have all that equipment or want to pay a gym membership, but this is a great way where you don't have to have a thousand pounds Olympic weights or all these barbells and dumbbells, and, and you get a great workout pretty quickly. One of the legs that Ryan was doing, one of the workouts he was doing, he was running past me, and he was screaming at the top of his lungs, thank God for those fit for the hunt workouts! And, and I was like, that's awesome, man! This is Brian Horton with Fifth of the Hunt, and you are listening to Living Country in the City with your host and everybody's favorite, Mr. Samuel David Ayers. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Episode 73 of Living Country in the City. While I was on my road trip, during my time in Colorado, I got to spend a bunch of time with Mr. Brian Horton of Fit for the Hunt. We all went out shooting, and as you all know by now, I had a lot of fun trying to shoot a bow without an arrow in it. Well, after that 3D course debacle, we decided to head on over to a local brewery, grab a couple beers, have some food, and sit down and talk with his team a little bit about fitness for hunting and what Fit for the Hunt is. So, hope you all enjoy this one. Well, we are here about to record another episode of Living Country in the City. We are at, what is the name of this brewery? New Terrain Brewery. New Terrain Brewery here. Uh, Golden, Colorado. In Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is where uh, my, my family, I have some family that uh, grew up here. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You going to visit them? <laughs> oh, no, they all live in uh, California now. Um, but they're from Golden, Colorado. Uh, my dad... My dad uh, spent a lot of time here. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Didn't you say your grandfather went to college? Yeah, he here? went to Colorado School of Mines. He is a, a Colorado School of Mines graduate way back in the day. And uh, I have a Colorado School of Mines lamp sitting next to my, uh, my bedside table that was once his. Uh, <laughs> I also have a diploma that says Colorado School of Mines. Because uh, oh, you so guys far, share the same name. Yeah. <laughs> so far, I haven't found a use for it, but I'm sure if I ever need to be a... a petroleum geologist i can uh i can get away with it <laughs> anyway we are here in golden colorado another episode of living country in the city i am uh they're they're brian is over here sitting gesturing things and i think he's gonna draw dirty pictures on a piece of paper right now <laughs> um <laughs> i was gonna measure something but i'm here oh, something. i'm here with Corey, brian and rob from fit for the hunt we are uh <laughs> <laughs> he has to measure something because he lost at the 3D shoot today. So we went. Uh, we had an. We had an interesting. Uh, I. I'm going to make you all introduce yourselves. I know your names, but we had an interesting, uh, interesting morning of shooting this morning. Um, <laughs> you can call it that. I managed to. Uh, I should. I'm just going to admit it now because it's probably going to come up somewhere or another. But uh, I managed <laughs> you're to gonna steal our thunder. Is what you're going to do? Exactly. Draw back on my bow without an arrow, 
realize it, and then as I was letting down, hit my uh, hit my release and dry fire my bow. So I get to go into no limits archery tomorrow, <laughs> and uh, hopefully they've got some new limbs and uh, some new strings for me. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, it was interesting to watch that happen. I was kind of in slow motion. You were drawing back, and I thought it was for a photo op, and then all of a sudden I'm... Hey, you I'm, don't have an arrow. You don't have an arrow. <laughs> oh, I don't have an arrow. Oh, well, let me release this anyway so I can put one on. <laughs> I did not intentionally release. <laughs> anyway. At least you shot four targets prior to that. No, I... I well... Shot three targets. One of no, them was I without an say, arrow. Let's rephrase that. I shot at three targets. <laughs> I shot one target. <laughs> yeah, so it was a... You know, one out of three when you're in the major leagues batting, that's a pretty good average, right? Oh, so there we go. I'll take that. Get some good footage of that. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a photo of me drawing back with no arrow, and then there's a photo of me looking down at my bow going, what the hell just happened? <laughs> so, yeah. So there's that. You all can judge me and send me hate mail later, I'm sure. Um, but... Why don't you guys really quick uh, just go around the table, kind of introduce yourselves. Just give me the quick kind of elevator pitch, how you, how you got your start in hunting in the outdoors. Yeah, I'm Corey Arola. Um, right now I work at Kafaru International, and I do a lot of the social media stuff for Fit for the Hunt. I grew up in Colorado and grew up backpacking and camping and hunting, so doing this my whole life. Uh, just introduced to it through my family and... As we progressed through small game, and uh, my dad primarily liked turkey hunting, so that's what I did until I was 18 when I was finally able to hunt by myself, and I was like, I want to go do this. I'm going to figure it out and start going after bigger bigger animals. Well, you still hunt with your dad now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He puts the animals down, man. He, yeah. Every he fall, we, uh, we do a deer hunt together mm-hmm. in uh, Colorado's third rifle season, and for uh, seven years straight, we've done two deer. Nice. That's great, man. Yeah. And you got your uh, suicidal elk last year? Yeah. <laughs> you got to always hope for the dumb ones that just want to commit suicide and fill your freezer Was for it you. licking the barrel of your gun? or <laughs> Pretty much. If you waited. <laughs> well, uh, my name is Brian Horton, and I'm one of the co-founders of Fit for the Hunt, and I'm also the operations director. Um, usually the guy you'll see at all the trade shows shaking hands and talking about fitness and hunting and how they're related. Um, I got into the hunting business, hunting world, I should say, back when I was five years old. My real father took me rabbit hunting on our farm, and he let me carry a pellet gun with me, a pistol, and somehow I managed to lose it <laughs> when I was five. But we, we backtracked and we found it, but I was hooked at that point, and um, he since has passed on, but my stepfather, when my mother remarried, was a big, uh, big game hunter in Pennsylvania. And so he took me turkey hunting. I went dove hunting with him a lot. We did a lot of uh, white-tailed deer hunting and bear hunting. And I've learned a lot from him. Uh, for that type of hunting on the eastern part of the country, none of that translates at all here <laughs> to the western hunting in the Colorado Rocky Mountains. <laughs> uh, and Rob and I found that out the hard way many years ago when we first started elk hunting together. It was, it was a pretty insane situation. But that's how I was introduced to hunting. And I've been hooked ever since, and uh, Rob and Orion Tolchin and myself founded Fit for the Hunt. We're just over two years old now, and um, we all hunt together, and it's just it's a natural uh, progression for us to, uh, to move towards that goal. Nice. My name is Rob Bresen. I'm one of the co-founders of Fit for the Hunt. Hunt started in my family, I guess, with my 
my grandfather, who is 99 now, and I remember he had a, a longbow he used and made their own arrows, and that translated to my dad hunting, and then eventually me, me hunting with my dad and my grandfather. And I remember the first time I ever hunting experience was my dad took me hunting, but we really weren't supposed to be hunting because I was too young, so he just wanted me to see what it felt like. And then I found later on that we, the reason why he made us move was because a deer was coming, and he thought I was going to shoot it. <laughs> and he was not. He went to a place where he thought we'd see no animals, and so that's had, funny. So we had to get, go move, and <laughs> and he told me he thought he saw something over there, so that's why we went over there. But now I know the real reason why. Yeah. But uh, hunting's been in my family forever, and it's something that I got to share with my dad and my grandfather. Great experiences, and it's, I'm looking forward to doing it with my son one day and teach him. You know the. The, all the fundamentals that I learned and I would say it's in my DNA in my blood and uh, I don't think there's anything greater and like, like Brian was saying yeah when I came out here it's way different than tree stand hunting and I remember hiking and dealing with the cold mornings and then it getting to like in the 80s and then getting cold again and I, at first I think I wasn't sure where I was going and I kept coming across hikers and i was like what's going on here <laughs> and, and, and back east it's tree stand hunting a lot of times yeah uh roadside camping four-wheeler trail riding and here it's a different scenario man it's spot and stock it's glass it's find them and then go after them and that's that's the major difference but how about you <laughs> sam well everybody uh, everybody that's done any listening knows knows my history knows that uh, i have still yet to take an animal and uh, I don't know. After after today's debacle, I might not have a bow to shoot one with. So. You know, not uh, everyone Phil was designed. Will hook you up. Phil not Mendoza everyone was definitely. designed to be a hunter. Some of us had to gather firewood. Okay, wait, so, wait, wait. So I have, to, I have, have to, to cook. I have to tell a quick story. <laughs> so I'm coming in. Uh, I'm coming in from Salt Lake, and you know Brian's having a Brian's having a party, and uh, <laughs> and I'm cruising in, and and he's like, hey, you know, I've got. Uh, you know, I've got all this food oh, laid gonna out. Go there. You're going to go you down know. this road, aren't He's you? like, oh, I've got, elk. you know, elk, elk steaks and, uh, you know, moose sausage and, and this and that and the other. And and I just text him. I'm like, um, uh, I don't eat any meat or animal products. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, the best part was he was, like, trying to be, like, super cool about it because he thought it was serious. <laughs> and he was like, oh, man, you know, uh, okay, well, I've got some strawberries and, and salad stuff and this and that and all the fixings to make, like, a really good salad. And I'm like uh, – or he's like, I've got all this pasta, too. I'm like, um, well, I am from California. Is the pasta orga- or is the pasta gluten-free and the veggies organic? And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, I'm going to say yes regardless of what the label says. <laughs> and then I started thinking – that I needed to go into the refrigerator and take them out of all of their little bags and put them in Tupperware containers so if they weren't organic, <laughs> you wouldn't know the fact that they were. Because I wasn't going to the damn store that, oh, that late at night on a Sunday. I was dying, and I'm like, he has to know I'm like messing with him, right? Like, no idea, man. I had no idea. And so you're like, so you respond back and you're like, man, this must be like a really tough industry to be in if you don't eat meat. <laughs> and, and I just send like the, like the, the laughing, like crying laughing emojis. And I'm like, okay, he has to know. And so I get, I get to the, I get to the house, whatever, and uh, we're all talking. And I'd, um, I'd had lunch with Cody Rich the, like the morning before, or breakfast with Cody Rich the morning before. And I'd kind of done the same thing with him, and it was the joke. And I'd mentioned that and you're like, you stop, and you're like, wait a second. You're not a vegan. <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, I was screwing with you. I spent a half an hour before you got there 
putting all the meat away. <laughs> I even went in and got our oil mister and put it on the counter so that it got the oh, meat so smell, smell out of like the meat. freaking refrigerator or out of the, 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 the out of the uh, kitchen because I thought maybe you might get an upset stomach or something when you walk oh in the front gosh. door because of the fact I just grilled moose burgers and moose stuff <laughs> and made elk elk stew and. All this other stuff. Well, if you don't need meat and you came to my house, you'd see my walls and you'd be like, oh, boy. <laughs> well, no, that's what else I said. I forgot. That's what else I said is uh, I sent him a text. I'm like, I'm also going to be vocal, very vocally discussing my disgust for any meat eaters in the which room. Is the, which is what prompted me to get yeah. the, meat, the cooked meat smell out of my kitchen. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, he has to know I'm screwing with him at this point. See what happens when you let a guy share, break bread in your house and share, exactly. a, share I, a spare bedroom for All him? I can think about is, like, this is everyone's view of people from California. <laughs> <laughs> you well, are nailing it. There's, a, there's <laughs> a reason I make the joke. <laughs> and, well, you played it up very well. well. I, I grew up in Colorado. I'm from here. Yeah. And if there is a car in a ditch... It either has California or Texas license points. <laughs> Guaranteed. I'm pretty sure you went in a ditch last year. Yeah. I did roll my truck over, and we flipped it back over, and it started right up, and I drove it home. That's but that ditch pretty, was pretty badass. Backcountry on a dirt yeah, road. On a it wasn't road. on a highway. On an ice road. On an back, on-ramp. Coming back from a fourth-season elk hunt. I will admit, at least, at least in Utah, I haven't, I haven't driven enough in Colorado yet. Uh, people out here... Do not know how to accelerate on an on-ramp to get on a damn freeway. <laughs> it's, it's been the last four years, ever since we had everyone moving here. From Dude. California and Texas? Yeah. Well, no, California people. <laughs> I don't know about Texas people. California people, we know how to get on a dang on-ramp on the freeway. The point of the on-ramp is to accelerate Yeah, it's to match your speed speeds. up with the, the traffic that's already on the road. My yes. problem is my Jeep doesn't accelerate fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will give you that. Okay, try it. I've got a, I've got a 97 Wrangler with, oh. with a 4-inch lift, uh, 35s, and a roof rack on it. That thing is a freaking kite. Try accelerating that onto a freeway. Yeah, that's I right. still manage. You need, you need to feed the gerbils more, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, all of this scintillating hunting talk is exactly why people are tuning into the podcast. Um... We're actually here to talk about veganism. <laughs> well, let, have you heard about our Lord and Savior, vegan? Um, <laughs> oh God! I, I, honestly, it's a religion for some people in California, and on a, a lot of a lot of my listenership comes from Los Angeles, California, and they all they've all been through this struggle. Like it's just my you know I'm lucky enough that there's a few people in my office that are interested in that kind of stuff, so I can kind of talk with them, and it's. It's not totally taboo, but like you can see the the level of butt hurt rising and rising and rising. <laughs> well, I heard uh, one time I heard on TV Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, the actor, claimed that he thought he might be able to rob a bank if he had a bag of gluten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Just walking, holding a bagel. <laughs> People what do you diving want? to what the do you side. Want? People Take diving away. Oh, anyway. Well. Wanted to have you guys hop on, talk a little bit about fitness for hunting and kind of the idea behind Fit for the Hunt. So really, what, um, what is just the absolute top-level basics? What is Fit for the Hunt? Well, um, it's a religion. <laughs> it's <laughs> you actually have to be vegan to join it. <laughs> it. It started off, and it still is, uh, an ethical pursuit of big, ca- big game animals in the backcountry of the Rocky Mountains. And what I mean by ethical is being prepared mentally and physically to chase a big game animal 
for miles at, at some point in time sometimes. To be able to physically do that and mentally keep your focus when you finally catch up with the animal and you have a chance to take a shot. Um, the worst thing that you can do is buy all this hunting gear, buy all of these, these uh, hunting pieces of equipment, spend all these thousands of dollars to pursue an animal and not be physically and mentally ready to do that when you get there. Because what are you going to do? You're going to wound the animal instead of being prepared to make an ethically clean harvest of that animal. Mm -hmm. So when you're at 10,000 feet elevation and you chase an elk and you see it 600 yards away and you got to get closer to it, when you get to it, you want to be able to focus whether you can breathe or not on making that correct, making that ethical shot and or even have the wherewithal to make the right decision on whether you should take the shot. And that's the other part of it. And then I after mean, that, it's, it's, it's packing it out and, yeah. and, and making sure that you have the stamina and the strength to do that as well. People immediately go to when they think like, okay, I need to, I need to prepare for this hunt physically. They think about the hike in and they think about the pack out. They don't always also consider like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be hiking all day long and I'm going to sometimes have to chase down an animal and I'm going to have to get ahead of it or get downwind of it and I'm going to have to be sprinting or this or that or the other and I'm going to have to take my shot when my heart rate's up, when I may not be as, fo I, as typically focused as I am and then I have to... There's a lot more physical aspects. It's not just the hike, initial hike in. There's not just the the final the pack, pack out. out. Well, that, well, that's a thing that's overlooked with people that grew up in this lifestyle is that we're exposed to it where it's second nature to us. And we forget that someone entering it later in life isn't going to have all that, what we consider innate knowledge. Like, yeah, I'm going to have to go here. I'm going to expend this energy. And because it's new to them, like anything that's new for anyone, you have that level of excitement that kind of shuts your brain down. Mm -hmm. So what we've done, uh, Sam, is we've created a program that puts athletes, hunter-athletes, let's call them, into uh, situations where they're under duress, high adrenaline situations, um, out of breath, physically demanding and draining situations, mentally draining situations. Mm -hmm. And at that moment in time, we train them by, through repetition to be able to ethically execute a good shot yeah and know your limits so our workouts incorporate shooting uh almost all on, a, on almost every single workout um, we have a mix of backpack cardio workouts with heavy backpack um, uh, programs involved we have a combination of high cardio high strength type workouts with shooting involved we have just shooting workouts um it's a mixture of things across the board to get you prepared for all facets of the pursuit of the game, the wild game in the Rocky Mountains. And, um, and then we have specific workouts if you want to go goat hunting or if you want to go whitetail deer hunting, things of that nature. Um, there were a lot of folks before us that, that have pioneered and started to pave this way. Um, I mean, you have like folks like Phil Mendoza and Kenton Claremont who really started this message six, seven years ago. Um, there's a lot of people out there now, Hammer and Chisel for the Hunt, Scott Carr, those guys up in Oregon and some folks up in Montana and Wyoming. And So we're just doing our part here in Colorado to spread the message and help create the paradigm shift in this industry that hunters aren't fat, slob, out of shape, quad riding, rifle shooters that just are looking for big antlers and nothing else. Uh, for us, it's all about the experience. It's all about the, um, the ethics of the pursuit I mean, you're pursuing the most organically fed animal that you could ever ingest in your entire life that's never been tamed or tainted or touched by any man in any way. Um, and there's a, it is kind of a religious experience from that perspective, you know. So that's, uh, that's how we view it. And then Rob, 
I mean, he, uh, he's probably forgotten more about a lot of products out there that are available <laughs> for hunting use than, than any of us will ever know. But he's, uh, he's kind of a product savant at this point in time. <laughs> So does the it does the fit for the hunt program? It, I'm assuming it also expands past just like okay, these are these exercises you do. Does it expand into diet and and lifestyle and and all of that beyond just like here's this training program that it, I want it to absolutely do. does. Um, we have several avenues uh, for which we present the product. One of them is just through online subscriptions. We have a free online subscription if you want to join. Uh, it's www.fitforthehunt.com. That's the number four. And then just go to membership and choose the free membership option. And it's free for the life, for your life and for the life of the company. We do charge money for additional uh, workout programs and for specific um, custom programs if you are looking for something like that. Also for nutrition advice and articles and, and, and diet plans um, specific to getting you in the right kind of shape for the hunt you are trying to, to uh, conquer. Um, aside from that, then we also have a community of folks where we hold group workouts, cross-fitish type community, I guess, where we all share the same goal. We all do the same workout. We're all shooting at the same time during the workout. It's pretty friendly competition. It makes working out a lot more fun when you get to do a workout and know that you get to pick up your bow and shoot. It's totally changed the workout. You know, you could be working out and you'd be like, I don't feel like doing this run or I don't feel like picking <laughs> this up. Why am I doing this? But then when you know that, you finish this, you get to come inside and take a few shots and then go out, back back at it. It totally changes the workout. And, you know, then another venue is um, we uh, participate in some competitions and or events. Um, we will be at the, and this is the first we're going to announce this, so uh, <laughs> we'll be at the Total Archery Challenge in Snowbird, Utah. We'll also be at the Total Archery Challenge in Terry Creek, South Dakota. And what we will be doing there is giving the shooters an opportunity to do a quick High intense, get your blood going, your heart rate up, breathing heavy kind of workout. And then we'll make them pick up their bow and we'll make them shoot a target at 30 or 40 yards. And if they hit a target, at, if they hit a 10 ring or a 12 ring at that distance after we put them through the brief workout, then they will um, they'll win a prize. Uh, these prizes are worth between $100 and $200 each. It's a $5 to try the, uh, to try the workout and see if you can see where you are and, you, and test your physical capabilities at that point in time. And maybe realize something about yourself that, oh, okay, maybe I need to work on this a little more and get in a little better shape it, for it, the hunting season. It's but. a real eye-opening thing, even for people that are, we'll call them athletes, just to keep a common term. But for people that are already athletes, the first time they try to shoot with an elevated heart rate. Shooting with an elevated heart rate or in a competition is the equalizer, period. We had the first Fifth of the Hunt throwdown competition as part of Phil Mendoza's Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge. Uh, three weeks ago. Where you shoot. The one where you shoot. The one, the one where you shoot. And our throwdown consisted of three minutes of five step-ups, five sandbag burpees, and five sandbag to shoulder. And then you shoot every, after every 15 of those reps. As many as you can for three minutes. And if you hit a target when you were shooting, you added another eight reps to your score. There was only maybe 10 people out of 30 that hit it, one target. And they wow. shot, maybe. we probably had 100 shots and maybe 10 maybe, broken yeah. clays. So, like, uh, to equate this to the real world, this is you see an elk, you hear the elk. Your you adrenaline's going naturally yeah, your, anyway, Your adrenaline's right? going because you're excited about this. <laughs> but you make the 500-yard rush stock to get over. 
you enter the bubble of their awareness. You're now creeping through the woods. You're still wearing your pack, of course. You get to this point, and you're over a rise, or they're in a depression, and you need to cover 20, 30 yards. You cover that distance. You make a few calls. They're in range. You are just super excited, you're full spent, of adrenaline you're for half up. an hour. Yes. Yeah, for half an hour. Your body is essentially like in a shock state. You now need to be able to shut everything down and make an extremely stable, well-placed, accurate shot. And not everyone is capable of doing that. And this shows you that that's something that's lacking for you. And this programming allows you to practice being in that state. So when you do encounter it in the wild with a real animal that you're trying to harvest, that you're trying to take home, that it's not your first time experiencing this. And so the, the, the group workout aspect of our programs, have, are actually, it's actually spreading. Um, we just opened up an affiliate uh, in northwest Montana okay. in, in uh, Whitefish, in, actually in Columbia Falls, outside of Kalispell. Um, uh, Hell Roaring CrossFit saw the need for the hunting community in their area to get into better shape, and so they decided to become a fifth round affiliate. We're real close to having another affiliate sign up in Colorado Springs, uh, another one in Gunnison, Colorado, um, another one in Fort Collins, Colorado, Grand Junction. So we're uh, creating a message across the state to help this paradigm shift in this fitness hunting industry. So that, I mean, folk, your listeners can be on the lookout for that and or follow us on Facebook or Instagram to be privy to those, to those announcements when they come out. But um, we try to emulate backcountry hunting as much as we can in our workouts. So some of them might be in a gym on a flat surface at 20 yards, but we're, we have a program coming out the middle of July through the end of August before the first weekend of the season. Mm-hmm. And that program is going to be at venues around the metro area of Denver. One at Golden High Country, where we just were. Another one at the American Bowman Club in Bailey, Colorado. Another one at No Limits Archery in North Denver. And another one down um, in Highlands Ranch, the new Highlands Ranch 3D Club that they're opening in the middle of June this year. Okay. And what we're doing is putting athletes at a target. It might be a 45-yard uphill sharp shot from behind a tree. And that emulates you know, a lot of what you're going to have in the woods and getting their heart rate up there and forcing them to execute the shot in that particular scenario. So we're trying to make it as real-world possible as we can. We use a lot of odd object items, like um, sandbags, for example, where the, the, the sand in the bag shifts around a lot. It's not, you know, going to be an even 25 pounds on both sides of a bar that you're yeah. using to lift. And, you know, a, a, an elk hind quarter does not have handles on it, right? <laughs> so, I mean... I don't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, it doesn't. I can assure you that. So quartering out an elk and putting it in your backpack, you got to lift the 70, 80 pounds into the pack, and you got to put it on your back, and you got to get it. I mean, so we're trying to, as much as we can to emulate what's happening in the backcountry. Um, and Rob has done a real good job of helping putting together some of the strength programs for that as well. Um, Rob's a little quiet. He did the, he did the Murph today, the Memorial Day Murph. <laughs> it is Memorial Day, yeah. It is Memorial Day. So what, uh, tell, me, tell me about the Murph, Rob. What, uh, what, what exactly did you uh, put yourself through this morning? Uh, so it's uh, a Memorial Day workout in honor of a fallen soldier that most gyms, most, especially most CrossFit gyms, do on Memorial Day. And it consists of a mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and 300 squats, and then another mile run. And to do it RX, you've got to do it with a weight vest. And I did it with a weight vest. I had about a 25-pound weight vest on. For your listeners who don't know what that means, RX means as prescribed. As so prescribed. Like, like an RX pharmacy, right? Yeah. Um, 
And uh, it's not an easy thing to do, especially, you know, doing it with the weight vest. It, trying to do pull-ups with that weight and push-ups and run, it makes it very difficult. I don't know if your audience is R-rated or not, but it's a mother... I can tell you right now. <laughs> That's okay. I got, a, I got an editor that kindly leaves that stuff out for me. Okay. Especially when you get to that second run, your legs don't feel like they're going to work. And you're like running slow motion where you're like, maybe I should be walking. 25 pounds is a lot of weight after you do that many reps. Mm. I mean, talk, wait, I did talk, it talk to someone that. like uh, talk to Aaron Snyder and Frank Peralta. I mean, they heavy backpack hike all the time and... 25 pounds Changes makes things, yeah. a damn, yeah. damn bit of difference, especially like if doing it's an uphill, yeah, oh, an uphill geez, hike. Yeah. I mean, so you, uh, you do yourself a favor by wearing a weight vest, doing anything you can when you're out training for, for uh, hunting and or whatever type I, of training. I think if there. someone's going to take something from that, it's everyone's trying to buy the ultralight, like highest quality gear they can to cut weight on the backpack. If you can shave 10 pounds off your body by eating a little bit cleaner, like mm. that makes a huge difference it in does. what you're able to do in the. Or well, if you can't afford it, just do more running, and then you can <laughs> have a heavier backpack. If you're like <laughs> me, doesn't matter how much running you do, you just don't get any better at it. <laughs> Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. Including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. All right, we are back. We have refreshed the uh, the pints. The libations. It, the libations. It, it is hydration and electrolytes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's, Carbohydrates. You know, this, this higher it elevation for me, I need to make sure I'm staying thoroughly hydrated. Definitely. That is it's really he also gets to drink way less point. beer than us and feel the effects. Exactly. Very good point. That was definitely uh, that was definitely happening in Utah for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I also I like to blame it on the elevation, but also I think I'm just a lightweight now. I, I wasn't gonna say anything, but you know I mean, I'm fine with it, man. I'm a cheap date. I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the beers here at New Terrain they're they're inexpensive. They're good. They're great beers here. Shameless plug for the place we're at, I guess. Uh, a living Highly country in the sp- city, spitty. There you go. He's already he's only had one beer, folks. I promise. <laughs> living country in the city, sponsored by New Terrain Brewing. Should we make sure we hit record? <laughs> I don't know. Or or mute. <laughs> that might be better. <laughs> I've oh, been a man. part of a podcast and definitely forgot to hit record at the beginning. Oh. Well, you get a few minutes in, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm not recording this. So do you just kind of like slide yeah. your finger over here, record, and then kind of no, 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 repeat like, on, the conversation again? again. <laughs> and it's never as good as the first time. No, oh, never, never. Um, but yeah, so um, how, did, how did Fit for Hunt start? Like, how did that uh, <laughs> initially come about? Do, do you want me to take that one? I'll start and then let you jump in. Sure, sounds good, man. Especially uh, if you get it wrong. <laughs> and it is fit for the hunt, just to clarify. It is fit for, fit the, for hunt. the hunt, yes. So what are you searching for that? Fit for hunt. The I, think I, I think I just was speaking fast. Some people just call it fit to hunt, fit 
for Hunt. There's so many hashtags out there right now on social media. Yeah. So we just wanted to be clear. It's fit for the hunt. It is hunt. fit for fit the hunt. The number four. The, the hunt. Hunt. We need to register fit for the hunt, F-O-R. Yes. We need to register all of them. All Edit the that out. Regardless, Tony. Rob, how did fit for the hunt start? <laughs> well, uh, it all started when one of our co-founders, Orion, we were scouting, and he, and he brought it up to us around the campfire, and he's talking about his idea. And I thought it was a great idea because I've been telling him, hey, we should shoot in the gym. Being a little selfish because it was winter time and I wanted to shoot and we had a gym and I thought it would be great to, uh, to do that. And I also, you know, when he was talking about the idea of uh, combining fitness and hunting, I thought it was great because I came from New York and I thought I was very fit and then I learned quickly I was not. <laughs> trying to uh, hike up an altitude coming from the beach and uh, it's very different. And I, was, I welcomed the idea. I'm like, that's great. I'm all for that. And uh, Brian, you want to add, add to that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a, an archery range. Orion and I live near each other. And um, Orion, we call him the true founder because he's the idea guy behind it. Um, we were at an archery range, and we started doing shuttle runs with sandbags on our shoulders between rounds, between shoots, between five, every five-arrow session. And there were a bunch of guys there watching us just wondering what the hell we were doing. And we were you know, just simply telling them, well, we're just trying to emulate you know, high adrenaline, high heart rate shot. And the uh, light bulbs in their eyeballs and behind their, in their heads just went off, I mean, uh, consistently. And so we knew that we had hit on something, something. You know, we didn't know yeah. what yet, whether it was a niche idea. We didn't know anything. We didn't know about train to hunt. We didn't know about Cam Haynes or Mountain Loss. None of that. None <laughs> of that. The beauty just of this is that they were not big into social media <laughs> following that explosion of when, like, the hunter athlete came around. So this, ath- or this idea stemmed from them totally just what they thought would work, not seeing that it was already starting to, like, make a little headway in steam in the industry. They just had this great idea, and all of a sudden they're like, Whoa, and, and literally, other people are into this too. Exactly. And, and literally a month after we went live on our website, we, I out of the blue just called Phil Mendoza because I knew he was starting a, a competition and then said, uh, hey, we're new. We're right down the road from you in, 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 in Lakewood, Colorado. Is there any way we can be involved? And he opened his arms, opened his doors, opened, opened everything up to us because he, as you might know, is a train-to-hunt national champion. Multiple he, times, multi times, multiple times. He's a, uh, a prof- he was in the pro pro sh- the pro, pro leagues shooting archery. Um, he owns No Limits Archery. He uh, so he was a big name for us to even have the balls <laughs> to reach out to. And we showed him our website and our idea. And within five minutes, he's like, "Okay, I know you guys probably can't afford a normal sponsorship, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to make you a permanent partner of our event because I like what you're preaching." And so it all stemmed from like Rob said, we were out on a scouting trip and we were getting our ass kicked going up and down some pretty high elevation mountains between nine to 12,000 feet several times a day and we're like you know I always I always joke about that like I always you know I always make kind of a little self-deprecating humor I'm like oh I want to blame it on the elevation but elevation is freaking killer (laughs) it really really is is. I mean you you jump up an extra two three four thousand feet and I mean yeah, you may not be at 10,000 feet. You may be, you know, whatever, four or 6,000 feet. And 
but it's still <laughs> brutal. Well, you're Especially coming, when you're people coming, don't realize from, it until they actually experience yeah. it. Well, and there's a I, I don't know the exact. Um, I don't want to say physics or chemistry. Well, uh, I chemistry can explain that, it. actually. So but there's every there's thousand less, feet. There's less air pressure, so the molecule particles of the oxygen are less close together. So you're still inhaling the same amount of, the same volume of air, but because the particles are less close together, you're taking in less oxygen. And that so the higher you get up, the less the pressure is, the less molecules you're getting. And every so thousand feet, it changes, I, right? I don't know the exact they ratio. They call it an atmosphere, like every yeah. thousand feet. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't know the exact mm-hmm. ratio for every thousand feet you gain, what you're getting. But the higher you go up, the less close everything is together. So you get less in and when you, you're taking the same amount of breaths. Yeah, and you right? can research it, too. I think it's, and again, I might be wrong, but there's a, a very gigantically big percentage change in the amount of oxygen between five and 10,000 feet. Yeah. I mean, there's only like 20% of the oxygen in the air at 10 that's, versus that's 5 simple. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So, um, it, it crushes you if you're not used to yeah. it. Well, and you take, yeah, like a flatlander like me that's used to being at in most, I think my heights, my hikes get up to maybe 1,000 feet at sometimes <laughs> on, a, on a big I, one. I went to Minnesota for a tournament, <laughs> and that was my first time like being down at pretty mm-hmm. much sea level from Colorado. And it was like you could run forever. <laughs> like, no, like four hours into this and you're just like full of energy and no exhaustion whatsoever and when I, I when I come back from trips like this um, like my first workout when I'm back I feel you crush so it, stinking you? good I just you crush, crush it, it. <laughs> I used to and then I get and then I acclimate so quickly I'm like <laughs> nope sorry I, I used to use it as a tool I taught snowboarding forever at uh, Loveland Ski Area that's one of the higher ski areas in Colorado so our base in, in the world like, actually at like 10 8 yeah. And when kids would get too rambunctious, I'd be like, hey, guys, let's run around for a little bit. And I'm, like, I'm up there seven <laughs> days a week. Yeah. Like, I could go forever. And we run around for three minutes, and everyone's exhausted. Yep. So what we did find, too, Sam, was that uh, when we started getting into this, after we started talking with Phil and getting involved with, you know, trying to make a name for ourselves, we saw Aaron Snyder with Kefaru at the Bear Creek Archery Range. And... Orion and Rob's like, oh, my God, it's Aaron Snyder, it's Aaron Snyder. Like, and I'm like, who's Aaron Snyder? Because I don't know yet, right? And, uh, like, let's, let's say hi to him. Like, all right, I'll walk up and say hi. So I walked right up there and said, hey, man, uh, we really appreciate, you know, what you do with Kafaru and everything else. And um, he, he, he became a proponent of us at that point in time. And, and then not much long after that, we met Brian Call, the Gritty Bowman. And he's a big proponent of this type of fitness and working out for hunting and uh, and then last year we met the Mountain Ops guys, uh, Jordan and Casey and Trevor, and um, they have been big, big supporters of ours as well. And, and in two years, man, it's like the message that we're trying to put out there has, has resonated with some really, really big names, and we're just so fortunate. And we think it's the platform that we present. I mean, we don't charge a lot of money we, because we believe in getting you ready. And um, there's people out there to charge $200 a month for a customized fitness plan, but we charge 10 bucks, and we have 20-plus programs that you can choose from that are all a minimum of one month long. Um, they all specifically help you achieve certain goals. Um, and uh, so we've been really fortunate. And, you know, what, what also this has done for us, we didn't really know how, we didn't know how well it translated um, into the backcountry. So we, uh, we had several of our athletes compete in Train to Hunt last year, and uh, one of our athletes won the national championship as the, in the women's. Um, we had several athletes podium in the second place uh, of, the, of the men's team and the several athletes podium, second place women's team. 
Um, we had the Colorado champion a- a- athlete, Luke Body, um, is one of our athletes. Gabe Krell won Texas, and yep. um, he's one of our athletes. So, so the, the workouts translate well to that scenario as well. So if you're a listener and you want to get into shape for Train to Hunt, check us out because we have the pedigree now to, to push so that this works. And I've done it. They're Corey's no done joke. several. Rob podiumed. He was in second place. In Colorado, uh, th- two, two or three years ago, two years ago, two years ago, that was, that was ago. back when they had the hundred-pound meat pack. Yeah, the, the hundred-pound uh, meat. Oh my God, that's. Yeah. <laughs> you want to so, feel pain? So the point you is, run a race with hundred pounds on your back. <laughs> that was a good gauge of whether or not we were doing the right things, and the folks that um, are being very successful in those other types of competitions um, that are using our programming are proving to us that we're we're speaking the right message and. Um, we're not a CrossFit gym. There's people out there that think that. Our headquarters is in a CrossFit gym, but we're a completely separate entity. The majority of our group workouts and our programs are on the mountain somewhere out of the gym and that, out of that scenario. We, we call it functional fitness. We do a lot of workouts. Exactly. Where we, we started translating more into workouts with a lot of sand, a lot of sandbags, kettlebells, brute balls, different things that we feel simulate more what you would expect in the, the backcountry, picking up a backpack or picking up uh, a quarter and putting your backpack. I mean, those are odd objects that don't move around the same. And sand is one of those great things to work with that. It's a close simulator to me. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're actually really fortunate. Probably our biggest sponsor or proponent of what we do is Brute Force. Mm-hmm. And they're literally down the road. five miles from us. And Kefaru's seven miles from us. And No Limits is 12 miles from us. So we... We've, we're very fortunate to be very strategically located next to some giants in this industry that could help guide us. And um, I've been on a couple of podcasts with Phil and Phil Mendoza, and um, I think we're going to do one with Aaron and Frank here before too long and talk about fitness on the Kafaro cast too. But um, uh, we have never in our wildest dreams thought that, that this could grow to that in such a quick time. And I remember when Brian didn't know what a podcast was. <laughs> when we met Aaron, he's like, What's I remember a when Rob had his first beer, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you talked a li- Rob, you talked a little bit about it, but say, you know, I'm, I'm like, okay, this all sounds super intriguing. Like, I understand the value of it. I want to, I'm going to go check out the website. I'm going to sign up. What, uh, what do the workouts consist of? Like, what can someone expect when they, when they sign up for Fit for the Hunt? Well, they could expect that whatever level of fitness that they're at, we got programs for you, and there's some great programs to evaluate uh, what your fitness is to kind of give you the right direction of where you should be at, and, and it kind of it's kind of gauges of what you know, like wow, uh, I'm not as fit as I thought I was, or I could probably need to do this. And you know, if you just even if you're a beginner and you and you're not really fit, you know, you got to start somewhere. And and it's so what what what, uh, what we've done is. Um once you establish the level of fitness where you think you are, we've created several programs that combine a lot of different types of workouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, our, our sandbag one workout program is uh, one day a week of sandbag, heavy centric sandbag lifting and movements. The next day is a heavy pack backpack cardio day with a sandbag in your backpack. So it's a weighted backpack like up the Green Mountain Grind or the Fire Road or the, the – um, uh, one, one of these the tower, the, trail, the, the tower trail, trail or something like that. North and South Table Mountain. Or the Mountain, Table Mountain Trails here in Denver. 
and then the next day is a shooting range day where you're just exclusively getting your upper body into shape where you're shooting 100 arrows. The next day may be a rest day where it's just a long hike cardio day with no weight. The next day is back to the sandbag training to get your cardio and your strength up to where it needs to be. And then the next day is another weighted backpack day. So it's a combination of those different types of workouts across a week. And then you repeat it for four to five weeks. And each week's different. Like the movements are different and the weights are different and the shooting workout's different. We have different programs. But um, so that's what you can expect. And um, like I said, for 10 bucks a month, you have access to 20 months worth of programming. Um, as, as what, 21 months actually is what we have right now. If you sign up as a free member, you get three free weeks. Um, one week is sandbag programs only. One week is um, more in the gym type workout programs. And one week is shooting and cardio and backpack cardio programs. So like Rob said, it helps you gauge your current level of fitness so that once you get through that, then you can talk with us about how you did and we'll guide you to the program that maybe works the best for you to, for that starting point. Or if you have a specific goal, like you want to go chase a sheep, then we have a program that does that incorporates thousands of high step, heavy weighted step ups and things like that for you. So and they're they're great work they're great workouts because when he said three weeks, it's you have three weeks of programming, but you can you always will be a free member. But one thing is, I would say there are a lot of very minimalist workouts that you could be doing anywhere with very minimal equipment. That's a huge point. And not everyone uh, has gym handy where they live or, or have all that equipment or wants to pay a gym membership. But this is a great way where you've got a cooler. You could jump on your cooler. You've got sandbags or you've got kettlebell. You, you, don't have to have, you don't have to have 1,000 pounds Olympic weights or all these barbells and dumbbells. And, and you get great workouts pretty quickly. And, and well, some of our workouts are short. That's one thing you were telling me when we were, well, when you guys were shooting before. Um, oh, that, was, that was after you dry fired your bow? <laughs> yes. Okay. Explosion. Uh, <laughs> That's one thing you were, uh, you were talking to me about was, like, even on my drive, I've got a Yeti in the back of my, in the back of the pickup. You know, I could have thrown a, like, I could throw a sandbag in there. I've got, I got my bow with me, all that stuff. I could probably do this whole yeah. workout from, regimen. From the field. You show up at home and you can buy a $5 tube of sand. Yeah. That's yeah. designed to weight the back of your truck. So yes. it serves two purposes. Weights the back of your truck. You pull it out. You can do a bunch of movements. Yeah. You want to make it more durable? Wrap it in duct tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like Rob said, you can do these anywhere where you're going with this. and um, You don't even need sandbags. You can just do 20 burpees and then shoot, 20 burpees and then yeah. shoot, 20 air squats, 20 push-ups and then shoot, or run a shuttle run, a you know, 100-yard shuttle run, whatever, then shoot. But the point is to get your heart rate up wherever you are, however you can. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, for those of you who, who have not done this, I guarantee you, when you do it the first few times, you are going to suck. <laughs> Even if it's a 20-yard shot, you are going to suck. I'm telling you. Um, and you just get better at it. You learn how to control your breathing better through repetition. You learn to float your sight and time you release if you can't hold steady better. Some people that shoot are floaters. Some people that shoot are steady holders. Those that are floaters, I think, will do better in this scenario because they're used to moving with their heart rate anyway mm-hmm. and learning to time the shot. But either way, you're going to suck. So or don't get discouraged. Just take that as, holy sh- this is real world where I am right now. And I think I'm going to be able to kill an elk at 25 yards with a bow. I got another, I, I, I'm, another thing coming if I think I can do that. All yeah. I'm going to do is wound the damn animal and then, A, be upset with myself, be the laughing stock at camp, and, you know, just waste all that time and money on all of these other things that I've been doing to prepare. And, and 
the most important part of the entire hunt is executing the kill shot. I don't care what else you do to get there. That's the most important part. It yeah. all comes Period. down to it. That, that's what turns it into an actual hunt. That's what, that's what yeah, it boils down to that. I mean, when, when I go do nature photography, it is exactly the same thing up until the point of either clicking the shutter or pulling the trigger. It's exactly the same thing. So pulling but the trigger? When you click your shutter on the camera, if you screw up, you screw up. Nothing really bad happens because mm-hmm. you got thousands of photos. Beautiful thing about digital photography. And you got the, one arrow. You got one bullet to make it happen. You know, we might be preaching to the choir to some folks, too, and there's a lot of folks out there now. I mean, the guys at Mountain Ops just built a gym, and they got the Hushin elk-shaped program that they're pushing now, and um, there's iHunt Fit. I mean, I'm throwing a lot of names of people that, quote-unquote, would be considered competitors, but, but we don't look at them as competitors. We don't look at Train to Hunt as a competitor in it's any way. It's an industry. Way. It's community. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an industry that the paradigm shift needs to continue, and if the pie is as big as a, a, a dinner plate, we, we want that pie to become as big is a tabletop, and we can all share in that pie. You know, the, the, si- the slices of that pie just get bigger at that point. But the point is, it's, it's an industry big enough for, for a lot of us. I, I would wager there's a small percentage of people that do these types of workouts right now to prepare for the backcountry, when there should be a gigantic percentage of people doing these workouts, especially if you come from the East Coast or the South or the West Coast, where you don't have elevation and you don't have these Rockies or these mountains to climb, you have to do whatever you can to get yourself prepared for that without question. Helps you do what you do what you love and do it longer and keep doing that, it. You know, that's a great point. And that it doesn't and just to add off. on Corey, I mean, you don't have to be a hunter. I know a lot of people that I've talked about this with that I work with and they, you know, they, they're like, hey, that looks great. And they, have no, they don't hunt, but they like to go in the backcountry. They like to hike. You know, just like Corey said, you know, you got to be practiced for when you you know, hit, hit that button on the camera if you're out of breath or, or you know, you got to be able to be steady. But it's, it's something that anyone could do. Or we have people that want to increase their poundage. They want to get stronger and be able to shoot a higher pound bow. A lot of women feel that way, that they don't shoot enough. And it's, and it's a great way to start, to start getting stronger so you can increase that and have a more ethical shot when you, with the higher poundages. You know, and in addition to that, it, it translates over to other things too, fishing, you know, hiking, mountain biking, literally everything. It makes everything. it more enjoyable it if you're not suffering while you're doing it. Exactly. <laughs> so any workout can do that. Ours tend to translate real well to things outdoors. So um, if you're a fly fisher, fisherman or fisherwoman, and you want to get yourself into shape so you can hold yourself steady in fast water and feel more sure of your footing, check us out. Fit for the hunt. Maybe we should be called fit for the fish at that point. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> fit for the cast. The fit for the hike. Whatever. Yeah. Fit for the cast. Fit for the, fit for the hike. You can just throw the, fit for whatever. Like, fit for the bike. It being works. a healthier, stronger person benefits you overall, yeah, no matter does. what you're doing, yeah. like physically and mentally. Well, just if nothing else, it helps with your confidence in your daily life. That right? is the key right there, period. It's huge. That is huge. That, that to me is just as important as, as anything else we've been talking about if you're fit you feel good if you feel good you're more confident in your day-to-day life you're more confident in your job you're more confident when you're just talking with people day to day whatever it is uh, i mean fitness is it affects everything you do really. well we've all been throwing if you're not fit if you're trying to get fit like to clarify that like that word in our programming it's not about looking a certain way. Yeah. It's about your performance. I mean, because look at that, Brian, honestly. Yeah. 
It's, it, but it's about your performance. Like your you're performance in no matter <laughs> what you're doing in your life. It's like, do you want to hike further? Like, do you want to be able to lift the cooler into the back of your truck? Are you moving furniture around in your house? The better, the, the more in shape you are, the better fit you are. And you won't hurt yourself. The, the easier that becomes and, like, mm-hmm. the higher quality of life, in my opinion, I feel like you have. Just because everything just is more fluid for yourself. And, Corey, to touch a little bit more on what you just said, it's not about how you look. And don't be afraid when we say you need to be extremely physically fit to do this. All right? Don't be afraid of that. It's all about getting yourself prepared mentally and physically for what you want to do. And whether you are severely out of shape, severely obese or severely out of shape or even injured to some degree, um, it's important to get the confidence that you can, that you can perform. And so we help, help with that. We can help you if you are severely out of shape or, uh, or something else with a health, health ailment or something like that. We can help you uh, with our programming, get that confidence, and start you down that road to recovery as well. So you don't have to be fit to start our programs. That's what I'm getting at. You can that, start that's them what it's scratch. The person that wants to be right. fit for the hunt. Exactly. Awesome. So, so what do we? What should we be expecting uh, to see coming up from Fit for the Hunt? <laughs> well, um, I'm glad I asked that question. <laughs> um, we, uh, as I mentioned, we're going to be at Total Archery Challenge at Snowbird, Utah, this year, uh, July, I think, 15th, something like that, 14th, that weekend. We'll be at Terry Peak um, uh, in South Dakota, June 22nd through the 24th, with Phil Mendoza and the Alpha Boning Challenge. Uh, in both places, what we're, we'll be doing is putting a quick burn workout on, as I mentioned earlier, giving people a chance to get their heart rate up and seeing if they can successfully hit a clay target at 35 to 40 yards for a prize. Um, in addition to that, though, what we're doing for our members or for people that want to subscribe, we're, we've created the Fifth of the Hunt training camp, and we're releasing it the middle of July, and it'll run through the weekend before the season starts, and it'll be two workouts a week for four to five weeks straight. And those workouts, this is in Colorado, but we can tailor it to other locations if necessary. But those workouts, four of them will be in the gym. Four of them will be on a venue or a range somewhere in the, in the metro area. And those workouts will be hunting-centric specifically to get you prepared for the start of archery season here in Colorado and or Utah and or Wyoming or, 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 or New Mexico or somewhere else in the Western Rockies. And um, we're offering that program for 120 bucks, So it's... $160 value, because typically it's a $20 drop-in fee to work out with our groups if you're not a paying member. Mm-hmm. But that program is $120 for you to subscribe for the, for the, for the month's worth of workouts, just eight workouts, for that, just for that, that program. Rather than a standard. Exactly. Rather than a $10 a month membership or a $100 a year membership, we can or $120 a year membership, with that we can give you just that uh, workout program, that training program, if you don't want to be a participant the whole year. We also are offering... A four dollar discount to people to participate in it if they just want to drop into one or two of the three of the workouts, as opposed to pay for all eight at the discount. If that makes sense. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we're we're going we're gonna to be introducing that. I guess this is the second major announcement we're making uh, for the first I guess time. We better officially make an announcement. We're officially <laughs> announcing now here on <laughs> Living Country in the City uh, the training camp, the fifth round training camp coming up. Um, so. In the meantime, though, we will keep announcing group workouts in the Metro area. We'll probably have our f- another one starting, I would say, the middle of June. Um, we have so many events to do this year on the weekends in the summer. Our group workouts are suffering as a result of it, actually, to some degree. But 
Um, that's John why Butcher. we're putting the training camp together towards the end of the summer before the season starts. Nice. So, but and, um, and honestly, like when I encountered Fit for the Hunt, I was from the outside. Like I just heard about him from a buddy and met him at a Train to Hunt event. And they're like, oh, yeah, we do these workouts. Like, you can drop by us. Like, came by, started doing this. And it's honestly, like, from the marketing perspective, one of the best tools there is. Come try this. Like, it's going to be fun. doesn't matter. Guaranteed. Your fitness level, it's going to be fun. You're going to have a blast. Guaranteed. Laughing and joking with everybody. It's cool doing the workout, combining shooting with it. But, like, the single greatest thing about it is you do a workout and you take that first shot and you're just like, I suck. <laughs> and immediately you're like, I need to try this more. Yes. So you can either make it up by yourself and go try to do stuff in your backyard, some kind of fitness activity you think of, or you can get a free membership and get three weeks of programming, get a full-on membership and get a bunch of programming, and really fine-tune where you're lacking incorporating shooting with it. You know, it's like it, it sells you on it, just like oh, yeah. working at Kafaru. I can tell people... All day long, why our backpacks are greater than everybody else's. Easiest way to sell somebody, put this on with an 80-pound sandbag in it. Don't tell them it's 80 pounds before they put it on, and they won't believe it's 80 pounds when you put it on. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So, you know, I, I, I mentioned a few times that we were fortunate to have a few good moments in our infancy, you know, with some champions and so forth with Train to Hunt. And they were eye-opening. They kind of were validation for us. But for me, personally, the biggest validation that I have about these workouts working and succeeding was at last year's Newcastle Alpha uh, Ryan Dumville is one of our athletes. He's a guy that works out with us. His name's Ryan Andrew Dumville. He's a photographer here in Denver. Great videographer. videographer. Definitely check him out. Videographer. Yeah, great videos, great and, photos. Uh, he started coming to our workouts with uh, Bob. Um, oh, shoot, what's Bobby's last name? Um, Bobby Mead. Bobby Mead. And He's both cool of those dude. guys, yeah. they couldn't run a mile or to save their lives. And they couldn't hit this broadside of a barn to save their lives. And then at last year's Alpha Challenge in Newcastle, they both came in, the, they both podiumed. And one of, the, uh, one of the legs that Ryan was doing, one of the workouts he was doing, he was running past me, and he was screaming at the top of his lungs, thank God for those fit for the hunt workouts. And, <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome, man. I mean, thank you for being a proponent of it. But uh, he was being serious because he was able to run, stop, shoot, gather himself, run again, stop, shoot, gather himself, drag the sled, the weighted sled, if you know the – Con, the, the, the way the alphas, the, the, the format, format of, of the alpha. But, um, but he, when he said that, it wasn't BS. It was legit, and it was really cool to see that happen. As I was sitting at my booth watching him run by, and he's screaming like, okay, I dig that. I dig that. That's <laughs> cool, man. And, uh, and then this year, Bobby came in third. 
But he had the fastest course time on the first leg, though, the first leg of the office. So nice. he's done a really good job. He's stepped his game up big time. And it, it'll definitely open your eyes. Man, he's a bad <laughs> Yeah, it'll, it'll open your eyes. It'll, it'll show you where your weaknesses are and show you how you, you can improve. And I promise you it's fun. It, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wait, yeah, that's that. the best thing. Like, it is fun. <laughs> Regardless, like, if you even want to improve, if you just want to show up and have a fun time, like, it's a fun time hanging out at the gym with all the guys. So one other announcement, two other announcements, if I may. Um, we just picked up a partnership with a company called Arcanum. They are a uh, cream, a recovery cream that utilizes CBD oil. Uh, hemp, hemp made products. So we are a, in Colorado. There's a hundred <laughs> different. Well, there's no THC, so they want you to open a drug test. But I can tell you that their freeze product, you put it on a sore joint or a sore muscle, and that stuff works amazing. So they are now part of our uh, program, sponsorship partners, because they. That's a part of what we do, man. You get beat up when you do this, and it helps you oh, recover, yeah. right? Or especially some of us that are getting older. And then also, <laughs> we are announcing. It's been on our website for a while, but we haven't formally pushed it yet, and it's the, the affiliate program that we've started. We started it back in May, or no, I'm sorry, back in March. Um, but check out our affiliate program. If you're interested in starting, I don't want to call it a Fifth of the Hunt franchise, but if you're interested in buying some rights and or the ability to utilize our programming in a group setting somewhere outside the city of Denver, Colorado, we have a, a program put together for you to do that. We trademark the name, but we will sell you the rights to use that, that trademark. We will sell you the programs as part of the, the affiliate fee. We will give you discounts to Brute Force, Mountain Ops, Kafaru, No Limits Archery, um, entry fees, stuff like that um, for the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge. So we give you several thousand dollars worth of benefits if you decide to be an affiliate up front to give you the tools you need to succeed with your own Fifth of the Hunt style of workouts or franchise or whatever so um uh, and we're there for you as the founders to, to help you figure out what works for you where you are what, what's worked for us you know but it's really when you go down the road and you spend money to, to use our product you can use it however you want as long as you stay within the ethical boundaries that we've established as a company so so where can uh people find fit for the hunt online we are at several locations we are uh on the world wide web at fit the number four the hunt.com you can follow us on Instagram and or Facebook and or both. And also, we just started a YouTube channel. We would love for you to subscribe to that channel because we are trickling out little workouts here and there uh, weekly just to kind of tease you with. And you can use them and see how they work, and a lot of them incorporate shooting. Uh, those workouts are demonstrated by our founder, Ryan Tol- Ryan Tolchin. Um, we also announce a lot of our group workouts there, a lot of our other Fifth of the Hunt, things that are going on on those, at those venues as well. So you can uh, look, look at us on YouTube slash Fifth for the Hunt and or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. We really would appreciate your support. It would help us tremendously, and you know, we'd really be, uh, be thankful for the fact that our message got to you. And so if uh, uh, people wanted to follow each of you guys individually, where can they find you? <laughs> I'm, I'm Corey Arola, C-O-R-Y-A-R-O-L-A, everywhere. Real easy. Yeah, felt all like the places. Keep, felt like I should just keep it straightforward. There's so many cool handles out there, but sometimes they get confusing. I mean, you can't all be living country in the city. It's yes. Just, just saying. <laughs> you can only so, try, right? Yeah, so I was like, I'm just going to keep it with my name. I mean, I, I did start with photography. I, uh, one Photo of my degrees is yeah. uh, photojournalism. So I started just in the photography world, and it's like everyone goes by their name. So that's <laughs> kind of how I rolled into this. It was like, just find me by, a na- by my name. 
Like I'm Corey Arola Photography, Corey Arola everywhere else. So you can definitely track me down on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook there. On, uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, just search Brian Horton, and it's pretty intuitive. You'll find me. Um, on Instagram, I'm Brian Horton underscore Fit for the Hunt. But on, on, on Facebook, I'm just Brian Horton, and it's B-R-I-A-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. Just look for the 46-year-old balding guy. Uh, he looks <laughs> looks beat up and out of breath in his photos. And Th- there's a the few right dogs spot. in there as well. Right. right. <laughs> Got the puppies hanging out. And I am on Facebook and Instagram as Rob Brezen, B-R-E-Z-E-N. Um, All right. And if you ever call Kafaro, you might talk to Corey. Yeah, you might be lucky <laughs> enough to talk to Corey. And you if you do have a chance out. to call for Kafaro, Please ask for Corey, and then think of the dumbest question you can possibly yes, think yes. of in your life. <laughs> we like ever to call him up all the time. Pack weights. If, if ask him what weighs more: a pound of feathers or a pound of lead. If you Just do it in the there. morning, I will probably be super professional. If you call me in the afternoon, I might have reached my level of doing. <laughs> He'll transfer you to Dana and say, "Dana, you got someone quest- this question's question. got a question for you." <laughs> you must specifically ask for Corey, like I said. Oh man. All right, so I'll, I'll make sure to link to all your guys' pages in our show notes, uh, on our show notes page. But uh, as, we're, as we're closing out here, one thing I always like to finish up with, uh, you know, once again, geared towards new hunters, people from the city, folks that may not just have at, as much access or history in hunting in the outdoors. Somebody, uh, say like me, came up to you and was like, hey, you know, I really want to get into this. Um, there's just so much to learn, so much to do, you know, and, I, I, I just want to hunt, though. What what advice, you know, what, what advice or words of wisdom would each of you guys give? Go. Like, for me, I, I mean, it's what I do for a living. I get asked questions about this all the time. Like, the simple answer is just go. Stop worrying about labels. Like, I don't need this equipment to go. Like, figure out what is going to just get you out there. It doesn't have to be the best. It doesn't have to be good in any way. But gain experience. Just get out there. Like I started hunting with clothes from the thrift store, <laughs> stuff that didn't fit. Like you're just out there figuring it out, and all of a sudden your knowledge base grows. And for two things, like your future choices become better when you're buying <laughs> equipment, yes. and Up- a lot of upgrades. Uh, and you realize there's a lot of stuff out there that you don't need. Right. So like just get out as much as you can. Don't worry about having the right stuff or even having the stuff at all. Like, make sure you have the bare minimum to survive and get out there and have fun. I would say it's a very welcoming community, and you'll find more people are just always open arms, willing to help you out or answer questions. And, you know, start going to the ranges or go, going to the pro shops. And, you know, if you don't have a bow yet or something, you could just, you know, go a couple times, talk to them. They'll let you try them out, you know, answer any questions you have. Just don't dry fire one. Yeah, just don't dry fire them. <laughs> Uh, and then go to the ranges and, and ask questions. If you see someone who looks like they know what they're doing, uh, ask questions. And they, everyone's always willing to help or give you some tips. And just, just get out there and try it. And, you know, there's, there's, you always got to start somewhere. And I moved out here, and I didn't know how to backcountry hunt. And I did it by myself. And I was pretty unprepared and learned that quickly and <laughs> made a lot of differences, ups, upgrades. And, uh, you I mean, know. You, you learn by doing as well. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, you know, one other thing that I would like to maybe just point out here is um, don't get caught up in the uh, finger-pointing and or the industry gossip that, that, that comes with hunting podcasts and comes with, you know, uh, this hunting industry. I mean, you have it everywhere just like you do in the movie world and the rock star world or whatever. There are a lot of people out there that are really good at what they, know, they do and what they know. And they may not have high opinions of each other or they may. 
But my point is, ask questions and learn, but pass judgment after you've experienced it for yourself. And you'll eventually find something that works for you. But um, make that judgment on your own. Don't listen or think that you're going to follow someone on Instagram that does nothing but bash people or trolls people that are in the hunting industry or whatever for trying to better themselves. Just do what you can to make your own judgments. And one more without, thing. Uh, without, without, only after you have the experience of, of, of doing it. One more thing. Don't get discouraged. It takes time. That's it's, huge. it's a big learning That's curve. That's huge. <laughs> you know, it might take years before you harvest an animal, but in you Colorado, just got to keep with it. Kill, kill ratio. You know, it, you, one out of every ten hunters. You got to look at the experiences that you have and what you take from that. And you might be, be excited that you, you finally got to uh, stalk an animal and get close, and you never that shot never came up. But you can't get discouraged. And it's not going to just be easy, and you got to just keep at it. And we hunt with a few people. Know, that get easily discouraged. Yeah, and you think that they should have seen animals the day they walked into the woods the first hour. It's it's a hard thing to do, but it, it's a it's lot of fun. It takes patience, and great. but yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for hopping on the no, podcast. Thank you, thank you. Samuel. Sit down. It's been great, and, uh, man. Have a few beers and do this. Appreciate um, it. We're slapping hands I mean, and pumping fists. Yeah. Just so you, just I'm so excited. You know. that I got like, to see a bow explode. Honestly, <laughs> cool guys. Exciting, and yeah, that, uh, <laughs> like that was the uh, coolest was part. Was that of a point carbon defined? I got to take pictures of it. Hey, you know what? The uh, bow did not break. The string did. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's a good it. advertisement. That's a good Thank advertisement. Thank you, Hoyt. <laughs> Hoyt, there's four of us here, and we'd all like bows. <laughs> I shoot a prime, Hoyt. We promise so we won't dry fire. Convince me not to. On that note, let's shut it down. Thank you very much, man. We really appreciate it. All right, y'all, that'll do it for episode 73 of Living Country in the City. Make sure y'all head on over to our show notes page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 73 to check out everything we talked about in today's episode. But in the meantime, keep it country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com. 